In this episode, I'm going to read The Kind of Famous Poet by Frankie Elliott from a collection of poems, stories for people who hate love and other electrical activities of the heart. The Kind of Famous Poet. He messaged me and said, Excuse me, but do you know me? I'm kind of a famous poet. I didn't know him. I thought all the famous poets were dead, I told him. I saw you across the room at a reading in Chicago, he continued. You were very beautiful in an esoteric kind of way. He told me to Google him, and I told him I was a writer too, but he didn't seem to care much. A few months later, the kind of famous poet reached out again. We were both in New York, and he invited me to a hip literary event in Williamsburg. This was right before Brooklyn became whatever people think of Brooklyn now. I showed up at the reading wearing a low-cut, backless leotard and a long floral red skirt I had borrowed from my best friend. If you saw this outfit, you would understand how amazing it was. I also was at the tail end of a nervous breakdown and was nervous breakdown skinny that year. What I mean is, I looked good that night. Stunning almost. I was always most desired when my body was just bones and my brain too nervous for food. Feeling confident and stunning almost, I walked into the event, tapped the kind of famous poet on the shoulder and introduced myself. He looked nervous, breakdown skinny too. He shook my hand, said very little, and then promptly ignored me. He sat in front of me and next to him was his actual famous movie star friend. She had just written a self-help book. Why are movie stars always writing books? As the other writers stood up to read, I watched the poet sanitize his hands nine times. I memorized the back of his graying, kind of famous head. When it was his turn, he was the main attraction, the bearded host introduced him. He pulled out his book with its favourable New York Times review and began to read. To be honest, I didn't understand or care for his poems. I'd bought the book after he first messaged me, and it hadn't moved me. It's pretty easy to move me. I'm like thin glass with a crack already making its way through. I like to cry reading others' misfortunes and compare and contrast them to my own. During the poet's reading, the audience was silent, but the bartender began collecting empty bottles, clinking them and throwing them into the trash. It was quite loud. The bearded host got red in the face and said through gritted teeth, Hey, can you please stop doing that? We are in the middle of a poetry reading. The bartender must have been having a bad day, because he shouted, You're all a bunch of pretentious literary assholes. He wasn't wrong, though. It had been two hours and not... One New York elite writer had acknowledged my presence. The poet paused, and then continued to read from his book over the crinkling of empty beer bottles, but his confidence had faltered. His voice was less steady. No one was paying attention anymore. A minute later there was a shouting, a scuffle, and a bang, a breaking of glass behind us. Every pretentious literary asshole's head turned around. The bearded host of the evening had punched the bartender, or maybe the bartender punched the bearded host, Somebody now had broken eyeglasses. The poet closed his book and sanitized his hands. That was that. We all emptied the bar and stood outside, unsure of what to do. I didn't recognize the famous actress, but gave her a copy of my not-famous book anyway. She probably threw it in the trash. Despite my low-cut, backless leotard, my borrowed long red skirt, and nervous breakdown skinny physique, the poet continued to print I didn't exist. Maybe he thought I was ugly now? Maybe I looked better in the dark bar from across the room? Maybe he has no idea how to talk to women? 
Maybe something unspeakable had happened only moments before I walked through the door. It's not always about you now, is it? Finally, he asked if I wanted to go to a gay bar with him and the actress while admitting he didn't drink. I didn't drink either, but I used to pretend to sip on a beer to make men feel more comfortable in my company. I'm 30 now. I've stopped pretending to be whoever people think I should be. I wandered behind the poet and the actress, thinking how only in New York would a poetry reading end in a fistfight, and only a sort of famous poet would invite a girl he thought was esoterically beautiful somewhere, and then ignore her. None of that mattered, though. The day before, I had said I love you for the first time over the phone to my new boyfriend, a tattoo artist an embarrassing number of years younger than me. We'd known each other only three weeks, and I was about to move to L.A. so he could ruin my life. Thank you for listening.